This is episode 21 of The Focused Mindset. Today, I'm going to share a memory with you, a story of a memory I have that I will hold close to my heart forever that's really changed how I look at things. I'm also going to talk about parent guilt and how it is affecting so many of us right now. But first, if you're a new listener, I am so happy to have you. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the family-oriented content we have here. This podcast continues because of listeners like you. And I like to give you guys tons of free resources and lots of ability to continue with your learning, even after listening to me. Don't forget to scroll down and take a look at the notes that I put in the show notes. It's going to give you links to the Focused Mindset, my website, as well as many resources that will help you in your journey. And right now we have a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Friday the 13th has always had its spooky connotation, but Friday, March 13th, 2020 is a date that many of us will never forget. It's the day that most schools were told to go home and they would not be back to school the same because of COVID-19. On this podcast, I've been able to ask tons of guests about how they feel about when we went off and how it affected them. For me, I have a memory that's been swirling around in my brain that I want to share with you today. You see, it started on Thursday. I was getting ready for my next client to come in, a young student we'll call Joe, who was by all practical purposes silent most of the time, and his face was completely straight. Both the speech therapist and his teacher said they had literally never seen him smile. And it was beginning to affect his relationships and his school performance, and it was time for us to sit down and have a talk. And he was coming in in just a few moments, but I knew that I was behind on paperwork. As a school counselor, part of my job is to log every single interaction that I have with teachers, with students, anything that affects the students, I log it. So I decided before Joe came in that I was going to do what's called a mass visit. I thought this is a perfect time to try this feature because previously that week I had gone to each and every teacher with the class roster and talked to them about each student's progress. So all I had to do with this feature is type one sentence in and choose all of those classes at my school and with a push of the button, they would all have a visit. So proactive, such a good use of my time. So I quickly did that. I pushed send just in time for Joe to walk through the door. And he sat down and we began to have our solution-focused talk. Now in solution-focused counseling, there's a lot that the 
client, in this case, the student is going to say, I'm very quiet and they talk. Well, as you can imagine with a kid that is quiet, there is a lot of silence involved before they choose to open up. So we were sitting and I noticed, yes, Joe did have a straight look on his face and there was quiet. And I just allowed that quiet to be there. And all of a sudden my computer starts to bling, 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 and emails were coming in. Email, email, email. And even Joe moved his little eyeballs over towards my computer. It was quite distracting. And so I was like, wow, I have no idea what that is, but I turned off my computer and focused on our solution-focused chat and made that progress we needed to. And, and I didn't miss the step of walking him back to class. I always talked to the teacher for just a minute. I was so eager to find out what those emails were. Seriously, it was like right in the back of my mind, just wanting to come out. But I called the teacher out and said, look, we're going to try some new strategies. If you notice it, just let me know and let him know. She said, no problem. Absolutely. And I hustled back to class, turned on my computer, and the emails were from all these people I didn't know from all over the district. And it didn't take me long to realize what had happened. I thought when I pushed that mass visit that I was working in the program that focuses on only our school, but come to find out I had logged into the program for the entire school district. What does that mean? That means that every single child in my school district from kindergarten to 12th grade now had a visit from Cher Kretz stating that I talked to their teacher about academics. And the more proactive counselors and administration was already giving me a little email saying, what happened? Is this a mistake? Oh my goodness. My, I, I just sunk down in my chair in embarrassment because this was not the way I wanted to make my name in the district. But I, sick, I quickly sent uh, emails back and did my, um, I guess, putting out fires. And I sent out an email to IT, figuring out how I could fix it and went home. And the next day, Friday, I came into work nice and early, opened up my email. It was a rainy day. I remember vividly. And I read the words, this cannot be undone. Apparently, there's a one button I can push to make this mistake. The only way to undo this mistake is to go into every single child's profile and do it manually. And that's thousands of people. It's not going to happen. So I knew I just needed to take a breath and I opened up my door and let the rain fall. And I saw a teacher running towards me. It was Joe's teacher. She ran straight for me and said, wait, wait, Mrs. Kretz, I have to talk to you before I pick up my kids. She said, yesterday, Joe smiled, and he has the most amazing smile. And I said, oh, my goodness, did you tell him? And she said, yes. And he said, I didn't think you would notice. And I told him, how could I not notice? You lit up the whole room. And the teacher, she had tears in her eyes, and so did I. We just knew that nothing else really mattered in that moment except for that Joe's life had changed. Something within him had shifted. And it made a difference, not only for Joe, but for the teacher. And honestly, it made a difference for me too. Because I realized that it didn't matter that the emails were flowing in and still would continue to. 
because of a mistake that I had made. But that moment that I spent with Joe, that time I spent with him, that is what I wanted to focus on. And it didn't matter that the emails continued to annoy me throughout the day or that one of them was an email from my principal saying that we were going to leave campus and not come back. And so still, up until today in the fall of 2020, that solution-focused counseling session was the last in-person session that I had with any student. Since then, it's been on Zoom and online. Now, if you were to ask me any time that week how my week was going, I would just have told you, I can't wait till it's Friday. In fact, evidence of that is on my Instagram, share the focused mindset. I posted the Thursday before on March 14th, a cute little picture I had found that fit my mood just right. It reads, happy Friday. Wait, it's Thursday. Son of a... Carry on. (laughs) And with everything that was going on that week, it was appropriate. But as you can well imagine, if I would have known that Friday was going to be the last day we're on campus or had any inkling of what was about to happen in our world, I would go back and relive that week anytime. In fact, I loved that week when I look back on it. It's a good memory. It's all a matter of perspective. And the real reason that that memory really sticks out in my mind is because it truly helped me. It helped me realize how very important it is for us to focus on the things that really matter and realize that we're going to make mistakes. I mean, I make mistakes, maybe not on such an epic scale as that, but mistakes happen all the time. And within those mistakes, there's also beautiful things that are happening. And the question is, what are we going to focus on? If we're the type of person that's focusing on the mistakes, well, yeah, you're going to see a lot of them. You're going to see a lot of them around everywhere. But if we choose to focus on the smaller, more beautiful things that are happening, it's so much healthier. And that's the message I want to bring you to you today. And more than that, I want you to know that you make a positive difference. Don't focus on all the mistakes. Focus on the wins and look for ways that you can have more wins. I'll tell you, you can't own your behavior. I'm all about that. Yes, but own the positive behavior as well. Sometimes we think of owning our behavior as taking on the weight of the world of the things we do wrong. Own the positive things that you do. Now, that being said, stay away from making excuses and blaming. It doesn't mean that we only think about the positives and if anyone brings up the negative, we have an excuse or someone to blame. No, we can take ownership, but then still allow yourself to be okay that you're a work in progress. Be okay with that. Tell yourself that. Own it. And move forward with a fresh outlook not holding on to those things that didn't go just right. Honestly, I have to give a shout out to Farah Churchill. She really inspired me on this subject in a post that she did in her Facebook room. She has a Facebook group called The Babe Cave, and it's a bunch of women that um, love doing fitness like she does in Zumba. And if you're a woman who loves fitness, jump over to Facebook, check her out, look up Farah Churchill. I her group is just great. And um, 
recently she did a post on mom guilt. Uh, and I listened to her and I saw in her how much she knows that guilt can eat up parents. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about her post. She said, mom guilt is a feeling of shame for something we've done when we're judging ourselves and comparing ourselves against this unbelievable ideal and then guilt sets in. I want to move that to parent guilt because I get it. Moms have a kind of an overall feeling of being responsible for the things that happen in the home. But the truth is, parent guilt is something that is real. Dads and moms everywhere, as well as anyone who's parenting a child, even if their uh, technical role is a grandparent, um, that goes for foster parents, guilt can set in if we're not careful. And it can debilitate you. It can stop you from the progress you want to do. And it stops you from the recognizing the good things that are going on. And even Farah recognizes that there is some good guilt that leads to us making a change that needs to happen. But the truth is a lot of our guilt just ends up sitting within us and eating us up inside. And when the feeling of guilt sets in, it sometimes is because of different reasons for women than it is for men that that guilt has crept right into their life. In women, Sometimes that looks like us just getting down and feeling like we're not worthy and feeling a deep sadness and just having a dark cloud around us. For men, sometimes it makes them feel as though they're letting people down. For most men, that is the worst possible thing is for them to let the others down around them. Are they living up to the expectations that they want to live? In both cases, once guilt sets in, it can entrap their very thoughts. So I don't want any of you to let that consume you because it's okay to be less than perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. And to you fathers out there that are listening, I want to bring to your attention a page that you might want to visit. On Facebook, look up Curtis Webster Jr., Curtis Webster Jr. is uh, a part of my Facebook page, the Focused Mindset Parenting 2.0, partly because he's just the kind of guy who's looking for resources regularly. Why? Because his entire group of 4,000 men are interested in celebrating and supporting fatherhood. What a great place to go and collaborate and talk and uh, just get to know other guys that care about their families, care about their marriage, care about fatherhood. And uh, so I wanted to bring that up to your attention, guys. You can also find him um, on his podcast, DMD Spotlight Podcast. And DMD stands for Dads Married to Doctors. Pretty cool. So check it out. Both Curtis and Farah. Are, uh, are on my Facebook page, and that's kind of how we got acquainted. And uh, I'm thankful to them for that. Shout out to both of them. And on my group, which is Solution Focused Families. And the truth is, is that we don't want to stay quiet about these feelings. See, just through me being able to listen to Farah and then respond to her in the conversations we've had, and just by me being aware of the things that... Um, Curtis is doing. I'm encouraged by that. And there's groups of people out there, even if you're in a place of isolation, that you can reach out to to get support. Uh, 
Sometimes you just need to talk about these feelings, talk about the guilt that you've had and let it out. That's what I did recently with my friend when we did our workout class after workout. I just told her, I need to vent. I need to figure out how I'm going to help my child. She needs a different workspace now that she's working online. And we just talked it out. It's therapeutic, but it's therapeutic on a a level that we don't expect until later when we finally feel calm. Like, why do we feel so calm? It's because we didn't keep all that guilt in. We talked to some about it. We let it go and we move forward. So I hope you check out both of those pages. Mothers, go check out The Babe Cave. And fathers, go look up Curtis Webster Jr. And you'll see what he's all about. And drawing on other people and having a community is so important. I highly encourage it. And I think it's something that is time well spent, both in person and online, whatever you're able to do. And if you truly don't know where to go, I am going to personally invite you this very minute to come be a part of Solution Focused Families. You can find it on my page, The Focused Mindset Parenting 2.0. And when you look up that Facebook page, you'll see me there and you'll know you're in the right place. And join our group. I would love to have you. My motto is that you're never alone with the Focused Mindset community, and that is what I strive to give to you guys each and every day. I don't want a single one of you to ever feel alone, whether you've dealt with guilt, sadness, worry, stress, uh, you know, feeling like you're not enough. These are things that community can help to heal and help to bring you out of. So that in that group, I strive to put useful information on there, articles, but I'm not stopping there. I also am inviting you to be a part of the Focused Mindset community. You do that by going to www.thefocusedmindset.com and hit the button that says join community in the top right-hand corner. There you'll be able to gain access to my newsletter and information and communication. I just can't wait to see you there. And we're going to move on to now to some practical application, some practical application that I can give you because it's one thing to hear it, but it's a different thing to do it. So what are you going to do when you're in the moment, you know, you just did something that could just cause major guilt if you dwell on it. How are you going to let it go? Well, we're going to reflect back on something we learned from Joelle Hood back in episode eight of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. In that episode, I got the opportunity to talk to Joelle Hood, who's a mindfulness expert. And in that episode, she did a breathing activity. Ever since she told me about this activity, I've been doing it in my life, and I can tell you for sure it works. The purpose of this breathing mindfulness activity is to bring you back to where you need to be so you can be calm, focused, and move forward and have a solution-focused mindset. So today, we're going to revisit that, and we're going to do this breathing activity together And then we're going to talk about where we need our mindset to be afterwards. It's very simple. What we're going to do is we're going to breathe in. And as we breathe in, we think, breathing in, I do my best. And then as we breathe out, we think, breathing out, I let go of the rest. 
Let's do that together. And remember, when we are doing it, keep in mind that just breathing in that air, that oxygen, all the way up into your brain, you want to take a nice big breath through your nose. And what that does is that brings oxygen into your brain. It lowers the the blood pressure. You know, we talked in that episode, Joelle said that she'll sometimes take her uh, Fitbit and then actually take her pulse and notice how just this cleansing breath will lower your pulse, lower your heart rate, and allow you then to think more clearly. So let's take a minute and do this activity together. Big breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Ready? Breathe in. Breathing in, I do my best. And breathing out, I let go of the rest. Again, breathing in, I do my best. Breathing out, I let go of the rest. Now, if you did that with me, you feel it. You feel it in your mind. You feel the relaxation. Anytime you start to get overwhelmed with things that turn into the monster of guilt, I want you to stop. I want you to choose to do this activity instead. And then afterwards, you ask one simple question. What can I do to find some solutions? Get into solution mode. You have the power to do that. See, you are in control. There are many things around us that we cannot control, but there's one thing that we can control, and that's our next action. We could choose to do the right choice next. The next right choice, as I usually put it. And now that you are in solution mode and you did just do that wonderful cleansing breath, think about it. Think about the last thing you did that you really looked at and chalked it up as a mistake. What can you do to change that situation? Just take a minute to think about what you wish you would have done. And once you do that, then make a plan of action. Put both of your feet forward and decide that next time that situation arises, you're going to treat it differently. You're going to react the way you plan to react, the way you want to react. And then you can walk forward with exactly the vibe that you want to have. And I know that's what you want to do. It's just tough sometimes. I mean, sometimes we just get worked up. We're human. We're going to yell sometimes. We're going to fuss. We're going to lose it. But that does not mean that that defines you. You breathe in. You do your best. Breathe out and let go of the rest. And then hold on to the person you really are in your heart, the parent you know that you are and want to be and are striving to be. Then you're going to bring that into your child's life, into the people around you. And you can refresh yourself right here and now. See, each new moment is a new opportunity. And I hope that as you move forward, you can feel the confidence that you need to be your best self in spite of your mistakes. Now, as for me, I'm speaking to myself as much as anybody else on this particular broadcast because I have a very important uh, conference that I'm speaking at this weekend. If you guys aren't already aware, um, the Solution Focused Schools Conference and the things I'm going to talk about, they matter to me and I can't afford to get up in my head. 
And so I'm going to take these practices and I'm going to be doing it. And whatever you're going to be doing this weekend, whatever you're conquering in the next few days, you need this too in order to do it in the very best manner possible. So as you're moving forward, I'm going to remind you to look at the show notes. There you're going to find one of my favorite links, and that's the link to the Big Life Journal. Sometimes when things are getting crazy, we want to make sure that we're giving our best to our child. One way you can assure that is to invest in the product that will really help them to be resilient, help them have the mindset that they need moving forward. And one of the best ones I found is the Big Life Journal. The Big Life Journal and the products around them, they have mindfulness cards, they have resilience games, but the Big Life Journal is something that I use in my counseling, in my coaching, and I've seen the results. I've seen how the mind can shift in the life of a child, and they begin to look at things completely different. And when the times when they are getting negative, the things that they've read in that journal, you can bring to their attention and it just helps your parenting journey run smoother. It helps you be able to have the power to go to your child and say, you know what? I was not my best self right there. And it's okay. Just like you're learning in the Big Life Journal, I'm learning too. We're just going to keep moving forward. I want you to click on that link if you're interested in finding out more because you're going to see all the amazing products that you'll find that that they have. And I'm an affiliate partner with them. I'm so proud of being teamed up with them, guys. If you haven't had uh, an opportunity to check it out, I really think you should. You are not going to regret it because um, I'm so happy that they provide exactly what we need to be able to give our children the gift of learning resiliency and learning to have a focused mindset. And as usual, I have many other resources for you on that website, www.thefocusedmindset.com. And it's coming to the end of another podcast. I'm going to get out there and do the things I need to do. You do the same. Hug your kids, hug, hug your loved ones, and... Until next time, keep in touch and take care.